0: Section thirty six of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Four, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Four, translated by Richard Burton. SECTION 36 351st Night to 353rd Night When it was the 351st night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that quoth the Khorasani to al-Siyadi. By Allah, hadst thou told me the fact at first, I had not pressed thee and now by Allah I will not accept aught of this money, and thou art lawfully quit of it. So saying, he went away, and I set my affairs in order, and repaired on the procession-day to Alma Amun's gate, where I found him seated. When he saw me present myself, he called me to him, and, bringing forth to me a paper from under his prayer-carpet, said to me, This is a patent conferring on thee the office of Kazi of the Western Division of Al-Medina, the holy city, from the Bab al-Salam to the furthest limit of the township. And I appoint thee such and such monthly allowances. So fear Allah, to whom be honour and glory, and be mindful of the solicitude of his apostle, whom may he bless and keep. On thine account. Then the folk marvelled at the caliph's words and asked me their meaning, whereupon I told them the story from beginning to end, and it spread abroad amongst the people. And quoth he who telleth the tale, Abu Hassan al-Siyadi ceased not to be kazi of Al Medina, the holy city, till he died in the days of Al Ma'amun, the mercy of Allah be on him and among the tales men tell is one of the poor man and his friend in need. There was once a rich man who lost all he had, and became destitute, whereupon his wife advised him to ask aid and assistance of one of his intimates. So he betook himself to a certain friend of his, and acquainted him with his necessities, and he lent him five hundred dinars to trade with all. Now, in early life, he had been a jeweller, so he took the gold and went to the jewelled bazaar, where he opened a shop to buy and sell. Presently, as he sat in his shop, three men accosted him, and asked for his father, and when he told them that he was deceased, they said, "'Say, did he leave issue?" quoth the jeweller. "'He left the slave who is before you.' They asked, "'And who knoweth thee for his son?' and he answered the people of the bazar whereupon they said call them together here that they may testify to us that thou art his very son so he called them and they bore witness of this whereupon the three men delivered to him a pair of saddle-bags containing thirty thousand dinars besides jewels and bullion of high value saying this was deposited with us in trust by thy father then they went away and presently there came to him a woman who sought of him certain of the jewels worth five hundred dinars which she bought and paid him three thousand for them upon this he arose and took five hundred dinars and carrying them to his friend who had lent him the money said to him take the five hundred dinars i borrowed of thee for allah hath opened to me the gate of prosperity quoth the other nay i gave them to thee outright for the love of allah so do thou keep them and take this paper but read it not till thou be at home and do according to that which is therein so he took the money and the paper and returned home where he opened the scroll and found therein inscribed these couplets kinsmen of mine were those three men who came to thee my sire and uncle's twain, and Sali bin Ali. So what for cash thou coldest to my mother twas? Thou soldest it, and coin and gems were sent by me. Thus doing I desired not any harm to thee, but in my presence spare thee and thy modesty. And they also recount the story of the ruined man who became rich again through a dream, There lived once in Baghdad a wealthy man, and made of money, who lost all his substance and became so destitute that he could earn his living only by hard labor. One night he lay down to sleep, dejected and heavy-hearted, and saw in a dream a speaker who said to him, Verily thy fortune is in Cairo. Go thither and seek it. So he set out for Cairo, but when he arrived there, evening overtook him, and he lay down to sleep in a mosque. Presently, by decree of Allah Almighty, a band of bandits entered the mosque, and made their way thence into an adjoining house. But the owners, being aroused by the noise of the thieves, awoke and cried out, whereupon the chief of police came to their aid with his officers. The robbers made off. But the vali entered the mosque, and finding the man from Baghdad asleep there, laid hold of him, and beat him with palm-rods, so grievous a beating, that he was well-nigh dead. Then they cast him into jail, where he abode three days, after which the chief of police sent for him, and asked him, Whence art thou? And he answered, From Baghdad, quoth the vali. And what brought thee to Cairo? And quoth the Baghdadi, i saw in a dream one who said to me thy fortune is in cairo go thither to it but when i came to cairo the fortune which he promised me proved to be the palm rods thou so generously gavest to me the vali laughed till he showed his wisdom teeth and said of man of little wit thrice have i seen in a dream one who said to me there is in baghdad a house in such a district and of such a fashion And its courtyard is laid out garden wise at the lower end whereof is a jetting fountain and under the same a great sum of money lieth buried. Go thither and take it. Yet I went not. But thou of the briefness of thy wit hast journeyed from place to place on the faith of a dream which was but an idle galimatias of sleep. Then he gave him money saying, Help thee back herewith to thine own country. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted saying. When it was the three hundred and fifty-second night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the Wali gave the Baghdad man some silver, saying, Help thee back herewith to thine own country. And he took the money, and set out upon his homeward's march. Now the house the Wali had described was the man's own house in Baghdad. So the wayfarer returned thither and, digging underneath the fountain in his garden, discovered a great treasure, and thus Allah gave him abundant fortune. And a marvellous coincidence occurred. And a story is also current of Caliph Al Mutawakkil and his concubine Ma'buba. There were in the palace of the Caliph Al Mutawakkil Al Allah four thousand concubines whereof two thousand were greeks and other two thousand slave-born arabians and abyssinians and obaid ibn tahir had given him two hundred white girls and a like number of abyssinian and native girls among these slave-borns was a girl of bassorah hight mabuba the beloved who was of surpassing beauty and loveliness elegance and voluptuous grace moreover she played upon the lute and was skilled in singing and making verses and wrote a beautiful hand so that al mutawakkil fell passionately in love with her and could not endure from her a single hour but when she saw this affection she presumed upon his favor to use him arrogantly wherefore he waxed exceeding wrath with her and forsook her forbidding the people of the palace to speak with her she abode on this wise some days but the caliph still inclined to her and he arose one morning and said to his courtiers i dreamt last night that i was reconciled to mabuba they answered would allah this might be on wake and as they were talking behold in came one of the caliph's maidservants and whispered him so he rose from his throne and entered the seraglio, for the whisperer had said of a truth we heard singing and lute-playing in mabuba's chamber and we knew not what this meant so he went straight to her apartment where he heard her playing upon the lute and singing the following verses i wander through the palace but i sight there not a soul to whom i may complain or will change a word with me it is as though i done so grievous rebel deed wherefrom can no contrition ever avail to set me free have we no intercessor here to plead with king who came in sleep to me and took me back to grace and amity but when the break of day arose and showed itself again then he departing sent me back to dream my privacy Now when the caliph heard her voice, he marvelled at the verse, and yet more at the strange coincidence of their dreams, and entered the chamber. As soon as she perceived him, she hastened to rise and throw herself at his feet, and kissing them said, By Allah, O my lord, this hap is what I dreamt last night, and when I awoke I made the couplets thou hast heard. Replied al-Mutawakkil, By Allah! I also dreamt the like. Then they embraced and made friends, and he abode with her seven days with their nights. Now Mabuba had written upon her cheek in musk the caliph's name, which was Ja'afar. And when he saw this, he improvised the following: One wrote upon her cheek with musk his name was Ja'afar. HAIS. my soul for hers, who wrote upon her cheek the name I SIGHT if an her fingers have inscribed one line upon her cheek full many a line in heart of mine those fingers did indite o thou whom ja'afar's soul of men possesseth for himself allah fill ja'afar's stream full draught the wine of thy delight when al mutawakil died his host of women forgot him all save ma'buba and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and fifty-third night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when al Mutavakil died, his host of women forgot him, all save Mabuba, who ceased not to mourn for him, till she deceased and was buried by his side, the mercy of Allah be on them both and men also tell the tale of Vardant the Butcher, his adventure with the lady and the bear. There lived once in Cairo, in the days of Caliph al-Hakim bi Amrilla, a butcher named Wardan, who dealt in sheep's flesh, and there came to him every day a lady and gave him a dinar, whose weight was nigh two and a half Egyptian dinars, saying, Give me a lamb, so he took the money and gave her the lamb, which she delivered to a porter she had with her, and he put it in his crate and she went away with him to her own place. Next day she came in the forenoon, and this went on for a long time, the butcher gaining a dinar by her every day, till at last he began to be curious about her case and said to himself, This woman buyeth of me a ducat worth of meat every morning, paying ready money and never misseth a single day verily this is a strange thing so he took an occasion of questioning the porter in her absence and asked him whither goest thou every day with yonder woman and he answered i know not what to make of her for surprise inasmuch as every day after she hath taken the lamb of thee she buyeth necessaries of the table fresh and dried fruits and wax candles a dinar's worth and taketh of a certain person which is a nazarene two flagons of wine worth another dinar and then she leadeth me with the whole and i go with her to the wazir's gardens where she blindfoldeth me so that i cannot see on what part of earth i set my feet and taking me by the hand she leadeth me i know not whither presently she saith set down here and when i have done so she giveth me an empty crate she hath ready and taking my hand leadeth me back to the Vasis gardens the place where she bound my eyes and there removeth the bandage and giveth me ten silver bits allah be your helper quoth bardan but he redoubled in curiosity about her case disquietude increased upon him and he passed the night in exceeding restlessness And quoth the butcher next morning she came to me of a custom and taking the lamp for which she paid the dinar delivered it to the porter and went away. So I gave my shop in charge to a lad and followed her without her seeing me. And shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section thirty six read by laj